The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is exciting to have you here. We are definitely in the breath of spring, and it is time to really understand what it is like to be with nature, to be with earth, to be back with our essence, and that is the masculine and the feminine principle. Before we dive into our segment today, I do want to remind you that you can access me on social media at Simran Singh 1111 or at 1111magazine. In addition, definitely tap into the free online edition of 1111 Magazine, and that's at 1111mag.com. There are some incredible individuals from around the world sharing their voices and their wisdom, and I love celebrating people and modeling how we are here really to celebrate and lift others up, to dive into our unique genius and our expressions and allow that essence within us to come out and be the divine puzzle piece that we each are Today we are speaking to definitely an amazing individual that is going to help you understand a little bit more about that feminine side of us, the divine feminine principle, and how to get back to the goddess. Renee Starr is a mythologist, master storyteller, artist, and life coach, a seeker of ancient wisdom for the modern woman. She offers Back to the Goddess classes, workshops, goddess circles, and a variety of international women's retreats. She even has her own line of herbal ritual and goddess products. I am particularly in love with her book, You Are Woman, You Are Divine, The Modern Woman's Journey Back to the Goddess. And I want to start off the show just reading a short passage from this book so that you can just taste a little bit of the richness that is Renee Starr. The Divine Feminine is an immaterial abstract and co-creational principle that along with the Divine Masculine fashions our world into being. They are the active and receptive essences that flow through all life on the planet. Together they are the One. Many of us today understand this as a singular God, but long ago the ancients used dual terms to describe the fundamental principles of the Divine as both God and Goddess. The return of the Divine Feminine to the world may not be immediately clear to women today. Where did she go? Why did she go? And how is she returning are questions that Renee has often heard when she discusses this movement with women. She answers that the Divine Feminine didn't literally leave the world in the first place, as she is one of its two principal essences. Rather, her presence in the world was methodically concealed. Her guidance was slowly removed from our lives, and as a result, women and men eventually stopped experiencing her. I hope that this episode allows you to tap into the essence of the goddess and of the feminine and allows you to access Renee Starr, who, if you want to go deeper into this work, will be a masterful guide in doing so. Welcome, Renee, to 1111 Talk Radio. 
Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. And hearing you read that passage from the book, I always forget what I write. <laughs> so hearing you read it was so delightful. And, it, and I'm always, you know, re-inspired and re- like reignited whenever I read something that I've written. It's a, it's a very powerful thing for an author to hear it come back. So thank you for that. Well, I love the book because, number one, there is some really rich wisdom within it, but then there's also story, there's mythology, and it takes mm-hmm. us back into those archetypes that we really all have within us and, and that we can tap into to bring out whether it is our voice or our courage or our power or our inspired action. It is these goddesses that let us know of our passion and our sexuality and our sensuality. First off, talk about how archetypes can influence us as we move forward, especially since there is such a rise now of women's voices to come forward in an even more powerful way in so many systems that are so masculine and patriarchal. Yes. Well, the archetype for both men and women has been um, essential to our, our mythic history, our mythic growth. Um, we have always turned towards story. Every indigenous culture, every modern culture, today we have it. Even with social media, we're telling our story constantly. So the mystic history of our, our essences has always been fascinating to us, and we've always searched to find ourselves written within and you know, reflected back by the divine. So these goddesses and gods throughout history are simply reflecting us back to ourselves, but from the place of divinity, from the place of supreme, you know, uh, sacredness, supreme sacredness, so that we can recognize that that lives within us. It's essential. It's absolutely essential for our well-being. I love how you've set this book up, and you have three very powerful words that you use, and they are return, restore, and remember. And you're talking about returning to our ancient roots and really restoring Mm -hmm. the goddess qualities and then remembering those qualities into our own wholeness. Talk about those three words specifically and what they mean to you, particularly for us as women right now that, that so need to allow the opening of the ancients within us. Yeah, thank you. Um, the word return for me is very powerful. Um, I came into this lifetime with a very strong urge to go back and seek ancient wisdom. I've been doing this since I was a young woman, um, interested as a young girl in mythology, even biblical story, just wanting to know what that ancient wisdom was and then bringing it into my current modern life as I grew into you know, full womanhood. And I've always incorporated that into my life, the ritual, the um, devotion. And so to have that you know, available for women today, I think is is enormously powerful, intriguing, and enticing, and healing to know that you can go back and and reach through history to your ancient sisters and and work with them and work with the collective essence as it comes forth in your modern life is very profound. Many women find that their lives deepen, become richer. They even out. There's a harmony that takes place when we do this. It's very, very profound and healing and grounding for women to um, return to their ancient roots as uh, women who embody the goddess. 
And the word restore for me was very essential. I've been a life coach for about 20, 25 years, actually about 22 years. And um, I've noticed the one thing that I, I found common as a thread in almost every session with women, and that was to restore her feminine balance, her essence, to guide her, turn her face back into that place where she knows who she is and how she is in the world. So restoration of this feminine essence, especially today with the imbalance that women experience, they're over, they've overactivated their masculine. Even while writing the book, I overactivated my masculine to produce it. You need the masculine essence to produce something in the world. And so I have to come back into the feminine. You always have to balance your feminine whenever, as a woman, you're bringing forth the masculine. So it's very powerful to come back into balance and harmony. And to remember, and I like to hyphenate that word, remember is to bring back into wholeness all the parts that you are. And both men and women can do this. My focus for the book, of course, was for women, but women are the natural rememberers. We are the ones who knit everything back together in the world, in the family dynamic, in ourselves. So it's very powerful for a woman to remember herself as a whole whole woman, whole goddess woman. Now, I started, off, I started off with the passage that really talked about how we kind of let that go and, and with this understanding that the patriarchy kind of overcame us or overshadowed us, and, and that's mm-hmm. how we slowly lost touch of that divine feminine. Talk a little bit about the distinctions between divine feminine and divine masculine uh, well, also with the insight, because you did allude to it, that although we're talking about women here, that that really is in both men and women. Yes, and you know, I'm starting to find that, and as I wrote the book, I, I deepened this understanding even for myself, but I find more and more that what happens in the world is these two um, primary, you know, supreme essences, the divine masculine, divine feminine, are so essential to the harmony and the well-being of the world. If you go, we're the microcosm living out our individual lives and societal lives, and then you have this macrocosm of how the world actually works energetically. And the divine feminine, the divine masculine are these two supreme essences that are within everything. And if we were to use the correspondence and the representation, the symbolism of the sun and the moon, it becomes very easy to understand how patriarchal rule, patriarchal guidance, patriarchal governing has eclipsed, the sun has eclipsed the moon. Moon is feminine, sun is masculine. So we're in a solar eclipse, but it's passing. We've been in a very long, long solar eclipse that is passing. It is now passing across the moon. The moon and the sun will share the sky again. They will both shine in their right places in their, um, and by right places, I don't mean that there's a specific place for a woman and a man, but I mean they're going to shine their essence from their place of being and their true place of being. They're not going to be so uh, imposed upon each other. They're going to be in harmony. The sun and the moon are in harmony constantly. And as we're coming back into harmony in this way, it appears that there has been a strong polarization and there's so much of a talk about how the divine feminine needs to come back and and really be more empowered. 
But it almost seems like that's the pendulum swinging too far the other way. So what is that balance between divine feminine and divine masculine? And what is the role that we as women are to play at this time to not misconstrue our divine feminine power Mm -hmm. as simply the mask, really, of another form of masculine power? Exactly. Such a great question Um, and such a good observation, too. The pendulum does swing back and forth constantly throughout history, and that's its nature. The pendulum of essence and polarity. We We live in a world of polarity and duality, and it does swing back and forth. And so for women to misunderstand that patriarchal um, essence needs to be obliterated and, and feminine essence needs to be the only essence is, again, as you say, and I mentioned in the book, another form of the same imbalance. So we have to be side by side. We have to be in harmony with each other, feminine and masculine. And this, you know, it's important to note, too, that I'm not just speaking men and women. I'm speaking um, of the polarity that exists in same-sex relationships in sexuality of all, you know, uh, all shades, if you will. So any expression of your masculine feminine, regardless of gender, this is part of it. And we have to stand side by side. Masculine and feminine must not necessarily unite to balance, but be in harmony to balance. And so you ask, what does a woman need to do? She has to balance herself. When she balances herself, sort of a domino effect of energetics in the world, and it fo- the world follows suit. And if the woman, everything in the world comes through the feminine, except for the seahorse, which is a mystery to me. I just saw that on National Geographic. (laughs) Yeah, it's you know it it blows my theory to bits that everything comes to the feminine. Only the seahorse doesn't come through the feminine, but that's a a wonderful mystery. And you know everything in the world besides the seahorse comes through the, the feminine. So through women, this rebalancing, this restoration, and this return will happen. There's a distinction uh, around um, action because action is typically masculine energy. But what Mm -hmm. I have discovered in my own life and in working with people as well is that there is a form of action in the feminine principle as well. And part of it is Mm -hmm. the action of creativity because everything comes, like you said, from the womb or from woman or from feminine. But also Mm -hmm. I find that inspired action is that of the feminine principle Talk to me about what you feel in regard to that. Yeah, it's um, when when we look at the woman in action, we know that she's utilizing the part of her that is masculine. There is a masculine essence within women and a feminine essence within men. And so when we are in action, we are tapping into that part of us. But if we do it, from entirely masculine platform, entirely masculine essence, we are not utilizing our feminine, which is receptive, intuitive, creative, and um, builds harmony, community, relationship, heals, nourishes, and supports from a feminine aspect, masculine supports as well in a very different way. So what has happened is women have become very confused in the, in the workplace because we are acting like men to survive and succeed in business. 
And so there are many, many women entrepreneurs and self-employed who are just soaring really high in their businesses and doing so well, but finding that their lives are not quite um, quite balanced and there's something missing and they don't know what it is. It's the feminine essence. If you go into action from your place of femininity, feminine essence, you have more power than you imagine. A man sits in power, but a woman is power. And so when mm. we recognize, yeah, when we recognize that, uh, like if you look at history, men have always gone after power. And women, only unless they're imbalanced, go after power. Otherwise, they know they are power. And they can come from that place, that very centered, very grounded, connected, female, feminine place of power. And it's very profound. When you sit in that, when you live from it, and when you act from it, it is extraordinary. And you'll know it. Your life is very different when you come from that place. You are woman. You are divine. The Modern Woman's Journey Back to the Goddess is Renee Starr's book. And this will restore your feminine light and show you how to shine it in the world. You can create the energetic shift that's needed to heal the world today by returning to your true feminine self and restoring your wholeness. Every human born here on earth comes through the female. This is a magnificent feat that women do. Through you, many magnificent things are possible. Together, we can transform our lives and the world. From Renee's book, I am ancient, much older than God. I am the celestial alchemy of the night sky, the sacred fires of passion and the awakened soul. I am the essence of power, the voice of intuition, and the wisdom of the earth. I am the stillness of the mind, the abundance of the ocean, and all that is remembered with love. You are these things too, for that is how I made you. This is from the book, You Are Woman, You Are Divine. You can find out more about Renee Starr, her books, and all of her work, including her in-person courses around magical, herbal, lunar, shamanic, and goddess experiences, as well as her online courses and events at backtothegoddess.com. That's backtothegoddess.com. We'll be right back with Renee Starr. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11. 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts and topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized. So you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more out of life? Tired of settling in relationships, your career, health, or finances? Want to experience greater aliveness? I am Simran. I support people in listening to their conversations with the universe. 
the guiding signs, symbols, and synchronicity. I mentor people to anchor in trust, love, and confidence to live their heart's desires. Let me guide you in embracing the challenges and the obstacles so you embody and integrate the gifts they bring. No more human doing. You are here for being, bounteously and abundantly. Experience your soul's natural rhythm, your powerful essence. Don't shrink back any longer. Release the struggle. Learn how to let go. Create in different dimensions. Transform separateness, grief, anxiety, anger, and chaos into living your destiny. Connect with me at IamSimran.com. Live more freely, spontaneously, and joyfully. Don't conform. Live a life of courage. Let's start now. Through my online courses, mentoring programs, or one-on-one coaching, it's time to change your world. Connect at IamSimran.com. Are you an artist, healer, teacher, author, speaker, or coach? A wellness or holistic practitioner or energy worker? Maybe you want to be. Do you desire to serve the world, share your gifts, live your dreams? I am Simran, host of 1111 Talk Radio, and I invite you to the vision of oneness. Could you use a community of support, more financial flow with less effort? Would you like to receive so you have more to give? Be a world changer, world server, do-gooder. Be a new paradigm thinker and a conscious change agent a part of a growing community creating collective streams of prosperity and wellness. By simply serving yourself, you serve others. Feel great, have more energy, sleep better, gently detox, lose unhealthy weight, and build strength. It's time for more freedom and financial flow. The vision of oneness embodies unconditional giving, commitment, simplicity, and receiving. We are a collective new way of being in commerce and creative cash flow. Learn more at thevisionofoneness.com. Register now and a member will help you begin today. Visionofoneness.com. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before we get back to my guest, I want to invite you to also explore my own books, Conversations with the Universe talks about the signs, symbols, and synchronicity. Your journey to enlightenment helps you to step out of fear and conformity and back into the divine child that you are, seeing life through the wonder and innocence of those eyes. And your journey to love takes you back into the sacred marriage where you discover that you are light, you are shadow, and you are the innocence of the child. This is the true trinity, and this is the reclaiming of the wholeness of who you are. So definitely check those out at com and all of the other things that I've got going on. I'd love to play with you. Every woman deserves to know herself in this way. You are woman. You are divine. It's a guide to help you reclaim all the beauty, grace, and strength that being female is. The world is out of balance today. This is because women are out of balance, and women have a profound effect on the equilibrium of life. The way of the world is such that it requires both the feminine and the masculine essence to be present in equivalent amounts 
as counterparts of each other in order for there to be harmony. Whenever a woman is out of balance, wherever she is and whatever she is doing is also out of balance. This is from the book, You Are Woman, You Are Divine, The Modern Woman's Journey Back to the Goddess by Renee Starr. You can find out more about her and all the amazing things that she's doing at backtothegoddess.com. Welcome back, Renee. As you move through the book, you go into many stories, and we often hear of the many goddesses that are the the light and the love and the more power goddesses. But now it's very important to also hear some of the goddesses such as Lilith who take us into places that are often a little darker or more shadow or even more into our sexuality and our passion. Talk a little bit about the importance of the goddesses that are of that nature as well. Yes, you're referring to the dark goddesses, which have been um, historically taboo and off-limits to women. Uh, we've been told not to look, not to touch, and not to be this wild, primitive, female, feminine power. And so we are finding more and more, I am finding more and more that women are gravitating towards my work and my offerings because I speak so openly about the dark goddesses and these powerful female archetypes. Um, women are wanting so much to get in, back in, in alignment with this part of themselves and to touch it and know it for themselves and it, to have permission to be primitively powerful and female is you know, a delight for women. And so I am on a little mission to demystify and demonize these goddesses so that they come back into their full radiance because it's essential for us as women. We can no longer negate or refuse or turn away from this part of ourselves if we wish to evolve, if we wish to stand with the masculine. We must be in our power. Well, and to, to truly embrace that part of us that that is traumatized or hurt or wounded and scared or the mm-hmm. part of us that has denied our sexuality or the, the true sensuality that must come forth in our relationships, that really also suppresses our true power because it it numbs us. It numbs yes. and, and almost puts a wall around us that we can't burst through. So... For the planet to heal, for, for things to balance out, for women mm-hmm. to truly gain that harmony and rebalancing of the power that men hold, it's essential that we do this kind of work, yes? It is enormously essential. If we ever wish to come back fully and remember ourselves whole, we must recognize that we have this as our essence, that it is our primary essence that we are a being of deep, dark mystery, female, you know, yumminess, deliciousness, and and we have to be unafraid to go there and be that. Um, When I was writing the book and I told this story in the book, I went out into the desert when I wrote the chapter on Lilith, and I went way out into the Palm Desert in the middle of the night, and I didn't even know where I was. And I stood there and let the winds of the desert practically tear my clothes off. And I got down on my knees and I activated the candles and crystals that I was working with. And I just howled and I felt this energy coming up from me that was so 
incredibly female, sensual, sexual, and powerful. And we don't get to do that very often as women in the world today. And women throughout history have not been able to do this. And this is a suppressed cry within us, a suppressed keening, if you will, a, 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 a voice that must come out and, and it has to be expressed for you to feel fully female. Mm. I laid out the candles and oils in the cool green grass and looked around. It was almost midnight. I was in a strange place, alone in the dark. I knew just how Lilith must have felt the night she left Eden, as I too felt the fear of the unknown, mixed with the exhilaration of the wide open space of the desert at night. Calling out to the great mother goddess and to the dark goddess Lilith, I anointed my palms and touched the damp earth below me. I anointed my heart and looked into the dark night sky, black and studded with stars. I anointed my breast and my lower belly and felt a sudden primal surge of power run through me. It felt sexual, female, animal, yet it was also tinged with a deep and profound sorrow I could not name. In the dark of the desert night, a wild sound came up and out of me. Was this the howl from Lilith? I know that something happened out there, alone in the dark of the desert night. I had met the goddess Lilith. That was such a profound passage because deep within us, there are these primal ancient sounds. There is this knowing of all that has been carried and all that has been denied and Mm -hmm. all that has been oppressed. And yet there's also equivalently the, the, the screams and the shrieks and the howls of the ancient knowing that we've played this role and are now ready to reclaim ourselves. Yes. This is the romance. This is the poetry. This is the belonging that we are to get back to when it comes to reclaiming our feminine essence. Yes. What is and the one step that it requires, though, that is beyond the mind to really open our hearts to something of this magnitude? It is permission. It is simply permission to take one movement, step, action, if you will, one opening of your heart, opening of your mind, opening of your womb towards this. One inquiry, one curiosity to what is this and does it exist within me and then search for it. Because even as you read a passage that I myself wrote, tears in my eyes, I could feel the story of what I relayed in my belly again, in my womb. There is this place that we can touch that if you push through the fear very gently, if you just walk out into the desert of your own self, the desert night, the blackness, the darkness, the unknown, the mystery of your own self, you will meet with the collectiveness of female, the collectiveness of woman who stands behind you, all around you, embracing you so that you can tap into this part of yourself. It is so profound, so healing, and so natural for us to be this kind of woman who is simply in touch with it. You don't have to walk around howling. You do not have to dress in black and become a gothic sister, although if you want that, that's fine too. All you have to do is recognize that this part of you exists and has always existed. It is what has been suppressed, burned, hung, stoned, pummeled, and eradicated 
in our feminine mythology, our feminine being. And it's time. We're strong enough. We are ready. We are back here. We are back. The pendulum is swinging in our direction. It's time to take that step. Just a recognition, an inquiry of curiosity. That's all it really takes. And, and what you're speaking of, because I so love this part of the work, this is, this is the communing with spirit. This is really being in touch with the self and allowing ourselves that place of intimacy where there is no other, that we truly are seeing mm-hmm. ourselves and opening ourselves to that experience. It is sacred ceremony and ritual and being all of yeah. that while it's going on. Um, when you talked just a minute ago about we don't need to go out howling in public and all of that kind of thing, I want to touch in on that piece because so often women think that the sometimes the anger that we hold or our feminist mm-hmm. expression out there is us expressing our feminine power or the divine feminine, but that's not really it. It doesn't need to be out there. It truly is the inner work that we are here to do that's going to access that. Can you talk a little bit more about that aspect of it, Renee? Yes, and it brings up a really good point about um, the work that I do with women by holding sacred circle, by gathering women together. When you gather together as women, what happens is a really magical synergy and alchemical event occurs, and that is... You are gathering in the literal shape of the goddess. Her, her symbol is the circle, also the spiral. And in that shape, when you gather, even if you're just sitting around a living room, which is, you know, when I have women over here for circle in my home, they just gather around in the living room and we sit. And when you gather in that shape, what you do is you activate an ancient ritual that all women have performed since the beginning of time, and that is to sit together for support, for sisterhood, for witnessing, for love, for sacredness, for the goddess, for their dark, their light, their in-between, and it will activate simply by doing that. I've had women come to circles where they've never been to a circle before and they just sit with other women in a very non-judgmental, very open, you know, loving, supportive space and very sacred and mystical and magical. And they are blown away with what comes up for them. Past life memories, awarenesses, movement, sound, just the love of gathering is so powerful. That's what I encourage women to do, is begin to gather more in circle. Even if it's to have to tea, just, you know, make a big, beautiful pot of tea, sit down, sit in circle, and begin to talk. There's no competition when women are together. You know, men have a very competitive nature. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's how they get things done. That's not very natural to women to be competitive. Women are all about harmony and support and community and building network and building support system. And so it's very natural to us to feel good when we're doing that. So I encourage women. I teach um, other women how to run circles and gather women together, and I gather them. It's very powerful. And as we move together in those groups and we form those circles, the, the, the listening aspect that takes place there yes. is it's not actually- only deeply mm-hmm. profound but very healing because so many women... One of the greatest wounds is not being seen, heard, or acknowledged. 
Talk about that aspect of power yes. that takes place in a circle. Yes, Simran, very good point. And what you're really speaking about is witnessing. Women have been the sacred witnesses for centuries. We have been very quietly witnessing the way of the world for centuries. And so it is natural for us to witness not only the world and not only ourselves, but each other. And that is a gift that women offer other women and men, and that is to hold the sacred circle. And when you hold that space and you allow a sister to speak, cry, dance, move, speak, report, uh, reflect, or just be silent, you are acting in the highest form of goddess. You are embodying her, capital H, in the highest form, because that is what she does. She witnesses the world and holds that space for us. When a group of women come together in the shape of the moon, sun, or the earth, a mighty power is raised. It is the one that deeply reveals the goddess as wholeness, community, inclusivity, and togetherness. The feeling that comes over you is inexplicable when partaking in ritual while in a goddess circle. You feel an excitement comparable to an energetic charge, a flow of electricity. It is the full expectancy and anticipation. While in a circle, these words often come, she is here, she is here. In the beginning, my body lies curled in a circle in the cradle of my mother's womb. I emerge standing upright and walk upon the earth which is round, like the moon and the stars above. In the end, my body lies curled in a circle in the goddess mother's womb. I decay, go deep, and become her. I am the earth which is round, like the moon and the stars above. This is all from Renee Starr's book. You are woman, you are divine, the modern woman's journey back to the goddess. You can find out more about Renee's book, retreats, workshops, events, and all things that she does at backtothegoddess.com. We'll be right back with Renee Starr after these messages. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you an artist, healer, teacher, author, speaker, or coach? A wellness or holistic practitioner or energy worker? Maybe you want to be. Do you desire to serve the world, share your gifts, live your dreams? I am Simran, host of 1111 Talk Radio, and I invite you to the vision of oneness. Could you use a community of support, more financial flow with less effort? Would you like to receive so you have more to give? Be a world changer, world server, do-gooder. Be a new paradigm thinker and a conscious change agent. A part of a growing community creating collective streams of prosperity and wellness. By simply serving yourself, you serve others. Feel great, have more energy, sleep better, gently detox, lose unhealthy weight and build strength. It's time for more freedom and financial flow. The vision of oneness embodies unconditional giving, commitment, simplicity, and receiving. We are a collective new way of being in commerce and creative cash flow. Learn more at thevisionofoneness.com. Register now and a member will help you begin today. Visionofoneness.com. Have you seen 1111? 
Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. Engage with experts in topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more out of life? Tired of settling in relationships, your career, health, or finances? Want to experience greater aliveness? I am Simran. I support people in listening to their conversations with the universe, the guiding signs, symbols, and synchronicity. I mentor people to anchor in trust, love, and confidence to live their heart's desires. Let me guide you in embracing the challenges and the obstacles so you embody and integrate the gifts they bring. No more human doing. You are here for being, bounteously and abundantly. Experience your soul's natural rhythm, your powerful essence. Don't shrink back any longer. Release the struggle. Learn how to let go. Create in different dimensions. Transform separateness, grief, anxiety, anger, and chaos into living your destiny. Connect with me at IamSimran.com. Live more freely, spontaneously, and joyfully. Don't conform. Live a life of courage. Let's start now. Through my online courses, mentoring programs, or one-on-one coaching, it's time to change your world. Connect at IamSimran.com. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Return to your ancient roots. Learn the timeless wisdom of your mythic history and discover how you are the embodiment of the highest feminine essence of the world, the divine feminine. Understand why over many centuries a woman's relationship with her has become increasingly lost to us and why now it is the right time to bring her back into your life. Restore the goddess qualities that are innately within you by reading seven inspiring feminine myths and many cultures that teach you how to reactivate your essences of power, creativity, stillness, passion, voice, wisdom, and awakening. Create special goddess rituals invocations, meditation, crystals, totems, anointing, and aromatic oils, and bathing to honor yourself and your connection to her. Remember your qualities into wholeness. Reawaken to the sacredness of your goddess body and begin to see it as beautiful in every way. Reacquaint yourself with the cyclical seasons of a woman's life and the great mother moon who guides your inner nature and your moontime blood. With Renee Starr's book, you will discover how to celebrate the divine feminine within you, shine your inner light on those around you, and come back to the goddess to be a part of the energetic shift needed to heal the world today. 
Through you, magnificent things are possible because together we can transform our lives. Renee Starr is a mythologist, master storyteller, artist, and life coach. She is a seeker of ancient wisdom for the modern woman. And she offers back-to-the-goddess classes, workshops, goddess circles, and a variety of international women's retreats. You can also go to her website, backtothegoddess.com, and find her own line of herbal, ritual, and goddess products. Welcome back, Renee. We're on our last segment. It's gone by so quickly. And I want to touch on a little bit of the cyclical nature of who we are. You have a story in here about Yamanya, and we have the cycles and rhythms of the ocean and the moon the many aspects of nature that really do teach us as women that we are that very nature, that we live by rhythms and cycles, and that we must learn to honor that ebb and flow that is mirrored to us outside, that actually exists within us if we will stop long enough and really be still to tap into it. Talk a little bit about both stillness and about the movement of our cycles. Yes, I, stillness and um, cyclical movement are two of my favorite topics when I'm working with a woman or a group of women, especially when I um, reacquaint them with the cyclical nature of the moon and how to flow with that. And the ocean is so deeply tied to it and also to our inner waters. You know, the ocean ebbs and flows. It has wave movement and the moon um moves away from the earth in its orbit and it pulls the waves towards it and it comes closer to the earth and it depresses the ocean and it does that to our bodies too. It moves away and we we surge towards it as women and then it comes closer and we kind of settle a little bit. So it teaches us, if you were to watch the ocean, you can actually see the effect of the moon and the guidance of the moon. A wave comes crashing up, swells, giant, crashes against the shore, completely dissipates, recedes, and becomes flat and still, then surges back up. So this this rhythm teaches us to be in movement, not necessarily action, but movement, and be still. And a woman's truest, most um, particular essence is to be still and to be in receiving, reception. A man's truest essence is to be in action, propulsion, and to move into things forward, into life, into all of things. It's very powerful. We're actually built for these two essences. A woman is built to receive and a man is built to go into So there's this incredible dynamic that if a woman starts to recognize her her stillness, her essence of stillness, and practice that, then she watches her whole life fall into place. She watches the harmony begin, and her life begins to flow. I've never guided a woman back to the lunar rhythm of stillness and, and action, ebb and flow, who hasn't come back to me and said, you're not going to believe this, but... This, this, and this has happened, and now this is happening, and I can't believe how easy it was, because all we have to do is align with it and live with it. And a good example of this, and it's kind of funny, is when I was writing the book, I found that there were about two weeks of the month I couldn't get a single word out on the paper, on the page, mm-hmm. rather. I just could not for the life of I had all these ideas running through my head. I had research stacked up left and right. I had files open on my computer. 
I could not get a word out, and I would be so frustrated. And then I realized, wait a minute, what cycle of the moon, what moon phase is going on right now? And I realized I was in the waning phases, and waning phases are about going towards stillness. They're not about production and producing and action. They're about slowing down, going within, becoming silent, still, inward. Those are great times for renewal and nourishment and research and just ideas and, you know, thinking about things, but they're not good for producing. The minute the moon turns full and begins the waxing phase, oh, I couldn't get things out of my mind fast enough. I couldn't write fast enough. I actually kept two chapters open at the same time because I would be writing them both at the same time. So I began to align with the moon for my writing, and the book eventually flowed. What used to look Mm. like writer's block suddenly was no more. Everything I do now cycles around the phases of the moon. And if it's waning, I don't have to worry why I'm not producing anything because I know in a couple of of days it's going to change. Mm. Heavenly Tara, Divine One, you are my spirit at peace at the end of the day and at the beginning of night. Peaceful Tara, awakened one, you are my body at rest just before sleep and right before waking. Wise Tara, enlightened one, you are my quiet thoughts when my eyes are closed and just before they open. You are the stillness that I seek. I will find heaven, peace, and wisdom from within. The book is filled with beautiful passages like this along with different rituals and tasks and you bring in candles and incense and oils and crystals and all of these beautiful pieces that allow us to not only feel feminine but allow us to tap into something that is more of a dance for our lives rather than the typical mundane that we tend to find ourselves in as women. Talk about your own experience and practice or how you guide women into allowing these places of sacredness and ritual into their life so that life takes on this kind of effervescence and and flowing beautiful quality. Well, I am a... I sort of um, coined a term and follow this in my life. I like to teach simple goddess magic, simple goddess wisdom, simple goddess way. And what that means is I wake up in the morning, I make a cup of tea, I feed many animals, <laughs> lots of cats and dogs, and once they're all settled, I sit down with a cup of tea and I light a stick of incense and give thanks for having awoken to another day being born a female in the image and embodiment of the goddess, and I pray to her for anything that I might have on my mind or in my heart. I ask for help, or sometimes I just say, I love you, thank you. And I also pray to the divine masculine aspect of God, thanking it as well for all that it provides, supports, guides, protects, and and brings to my life. I'm very aware of both essences. That's the way I start the day, and it's a simple stick of incense takes me less than five minutes, and my whole tone of the day is set from that. Throughout the day, if I'm walking my dog, I look up at the trees, I close my eyes, I let the breeze go across my skin, I let the sun shine on my face, I look at the small things while we're walking, I don't bring a phone, I just walk in nature, 
when I'm talking with someone, I'm present with them. I'm focused on their essence, their energy, their response, my response. I'm getting involved in our conversation or presence with each other. When I'm cooking, I use flavorful things. I want lots of goodness. I stir in the direction of bringing in goodness, which is clockwise, so that I bring in positive energy. These are all very, very simple, effortless ways. You do not need to dress in a long white gown. You do not need to build an altar in your house out of one wall. You do not need to change your lifestyle to be in devotion to the divine feminine and the divine masculine and to be recognizing of the embodiment that you carry of the goddess. You do not need to change your life. You need to add these things in. And that is an invitation to you to add her in to your life, to recognize that your life sits in the palm of the divine masculine and the divine feminine hand that you are and that's another and that's another key piece of the goddess and of the feminine is simplicity that that we really are here to live in the utter simplicity and beauty that life is allowed to flow within and and these these small steps that you're talking about help to get us in that place Yes, One yes. of the other stories and archetypes that you go into is Cassandra. And so many women have the block of using their voice or, or being yes. bolder or allowing their essence to come forward because either they fear they're going to be too much or they fear that what they have to say is not enough. And yet it is a time now where our wisdom and the richness of what we have to share and Simply the ability to hear our own voices is so necessary. Talk a little bit about Cassandra and and how we move towards those places of confidence and voice and expression of our very experiences. Well, it's interesting to me, and especially having been a life coach for so many years, to have witnessed so many women afraid, truly afraid, and I don't mean like just shy, I mean afraid, fearful to express themselves, to give permission to seek, follow, and live their bliss. And uh, I even found many men feel the same way, um, but profoundly, mostly women have a, a very deep fear of living out their true bliss, their true voice, their true expression. And I find, I have meditated on this, I've studied it, I've looked at it, even in our current lives, and realized that this is both a collective wound and also a current wounding. So we carry, as women, within our wounds, primarily there's this space within the womb that carries a collective feminine uh, experience. And... We have been quieted, suppressed, and punished for our expressions since the beginning of the patriarchal movement. And this is, we find it, we bump into it. Whenever we wish to express ourselves, we we bump into that collective wound and it stops us short. And then in, in our current lifetime, when we look at the way society recognizes but not fully the woman in in our society and her power and passion and gives permission or not to her, that's a wounding. So we're experiencing a process of being wounded in this life. And so many women find anger and pain around that. And I invite them to heal that and 
remember that you can be who you are designed to be, who you are embodiment of, and that is a goddess. By aligning with her, all of her qualities, all of her ways, wisdom and teachings, that is a beautiful way to begin to heal your life and find your voice. Another area that oftentimes we as women are very critical of and do not embrace fully is our own bodies in whatever way, shape, or form they look like. And as we move forward, that's another piece that's truly essential is the acceptance, the love, the self-care, the full embodiment of our womanhood in our bodies. Talk a little bit about that. And we have just a minute before we have to close. So in, in whatever way you want to share that aspect. Beautiful. And the thing that I would love to impart on this topic is look in history at the shape of women and the statues that have been carved and the art that has been painted and the tales that have been told. We are curvaceous. We are full-bodied. We are round. We are beautiful. We are sensual. We do not have to fear our body. It's time to love our body and, and come back to acceptance of it. Remember, you are a temple. You are sacred. The goddess has made you so. Your eyes, her vision. Your hands, her touch. Your heart, her love. Remember, you are a vessel. You are sacred. The goddess has made you so. Your breath, her wind. Your pulse, her waters. Your blood, her moon. Remember, you are a light. You are sacred. The goddess has made you so. Your bones, her trees. Your form, her earth, your thoughts, her prayers, you are sacred. The goddess has made you so. This is from the book, You Are Woman, You Are Divine, The Modern Woman's Journey Back to the Goddess by Renee Starr. Allow yourself this amazing gift to reawaken, to return, to restore, and to remember your sacred goddesshood. You can find out more about Renee Starr at backtothegoddess.com. And next week, my guest is Janine Staples, and we are going to explore Black Women's Terror in Love with poetry, prose, and analytic memos. She goes into the writings and talks of the relationships and archetypes of many Black women. So that will be another escapade into our goddesshood and our womanhood. Until then, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.